Hello, everyone. My name is Shane German, the music director at WYCE 88.1 FM in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Today, we're thrilled to welcome into our virtual studio, Morgan Wade. Raised on Elvis Presley and Friday night bluegrass sessions in the small town of Floyd, Virginia, located atop the Blue Ridge Plateau, Morgan Wade began songwriting at age seven. But she didn't share her music with anyone, not even her parents. But during her freshman year of college, after a nasty breakup, Morgan Wade put together a band that she found on Craigslist and started playing live and touring and generating a grassroots following. A few years ago at a local festival, she caught the attention of the guitar tech for Sadler Vaden of the 400 unit, who passed on her music to Sadler and eventually recruited her to Nashville to start recording what is now her brand new album, Reckless, which has recently been added to the WYCE Music Library. Please welcome to WYCE, Morgan Wade. It's raining in my house, is it raining at yours? When it rains, it pours To hell with the metaphors I want you so bad I think I might die I'm sorry Keep feeding you these lines But Something good, hey baby 
How you doing, How's it Morgan? Going? Doing, I'm doing good. Great. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. So you grew up in uh, Floyd, Virginia, which is renowned for its, you know, uh, Appalachian bluegrass culture. It's actually holds the largest collection of traditional bluegrass and old time music over at the Floyd Country Store. Talk to me about growing up in that area um, uh, and your childhood and kind of how that kind of shaped you as a performer. Yeah, you know, there wasn't a lot to do there growing up. Um, but one of the, the biggest things was on Friday nights going to the Jamboree at the Floyd Country Store. Um, I have so many memories of falling asleep on my grandpa's lap, listening to the bluegrass. Um, and, and it was because of him that, you know, I wanted to play some kind of instrument. He was a big fan of the fiddle. Uh, signed me up for lessons. Turned out it was classical violin lessons. I was not a fan of that. Uh, still, I, I, I took that for like two years, hated every minute of it, just wanted to play the guitar, uh, until eventually, you know, my parents let me get a guitar. Um, but though, you know, I, I feel like those early moments of my childhood, definitely, you know, those were my first introductions to live music. And you kind of, from what I read, you're, you didn't really go public with being a songwriter or a singer. Uh, you kind of kept it private. Why were you so, um, why did you hold that in and not share it uh, and keep it more of a private thing for you? Yeah, I had no confidence. I thought my voice sounded really weird. I couldn't understand why, you know, I had so much, uh, you know, it was raspy and a little gravelly. And I was like, that's, that's not normal. That can't be right. And uh, it just takes, you know, one person to, to hear you sing or something and tell you, oh, you don't sound very good, you know, as a kid for you mm -hmm. to, you know, be like, all right, I'm just going to be quiet. But I knew that it was something I loved doing. So I just did it for me. You know, it was a way to uh, release whatever was going on and, and just to, I just enjoyed it. And I think that that's the best thing for me because now even to this day, you know, I'm not playing for everybody else. I'm writing this music for me, which is why I think, you know, I can be as authentic as I am. And you really are. Um, you're very honest about um, your sobriety and how kind of when you grow up in these small towns like I did, like we would get into a lot of trouble back, you know, in our teen years. We'd hang out in the Walmart parking lot. We'd hang out in cemeteries because we knew that, nobody was looking for us or, you know, we, we could, we could hide out in a cemetery without, you know, no one's going to go to a cemetery to look for us. So we'd party and, you know, hang out and you kind of, that kind of lifestyle kind of, you know, you were drinking a lot. Um, and by the time you were reached your 21st birthday, uh, you really couldn't go in any bars because they already knew that you were drinking. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I remember, literally on my 21st birthday i went to like this random restaurant that had a bar in it that i had never been in to uh you know because of course you hand them your id and they make a big deal like oh it's your 21st birthday and it was like anywhere else i went they're gonna be like what the heck you've been drinking here for a couple years now what what are you <laughs> you know so yeah what was the turning point for you what was the what clicked for you I had had a few moments um, that I had been like, all right, you, you've got to get sober. You got to quit drinking. Um, just waking up, you know, I woke up one day face down in a parking lot, you know, 
that was kind of like, all right, we got to get it together. And I, so I didn't drink for like a month after that. And then uh, I went to New York. It was the first time I'd ever been to New York. And we had a couple shows up there. And it was like as soon as I got into town, I just immediately started drinking. And I drank more that night than I have ever drank. I mean, I went extremely hard that night. And I woke up the next day and uh, it was the it was the strangest feeling I've ever felt. It was like I knew I was hungover, but it was something a little deeper than that. And that feeling did not leave me for uh, a good week and a half. But, I, you know, the last drink I had was up there in Penn Station. And I was like, after that, I was like, I, I can't drink anything. Um, and so I had the same, you know, conversation with my friends. Oh, I'm not going to drink anymore. You know, the same one that a lot of us have had and they're like oh, okay you know this will last maybe a week and then you'll be back at it and no that's it's been almost four years and I, I was I was like I have got to get it together like you're you're seriously gonna run into a lot of issues um bigger ones than than you're already having mentally and so yeah it's been almost four years and I I haven't had a, a drink of alcohol since so well, congratulations on th that milestone. Um, you you do uh, because you allow yourself to be vulnerable in your lyrics, uh, which I love. And you do you touch on how um, addiction kind of affects you and your relationships, and how you know uh, one song that I really like on this album is called "Last Cigarette," um, and it you know it kind of touches on addictive behaviors uh whether it's with substances or in love um you know because we can become addictive to addicted to love uh in many ways talk to me about the song last cigarette yeah last cigarette uh it was actually one of my favorite songs off the record it was really fun to record that one but to me it was just you know and especially being an addict and, and knowing and always being like, all right, this is the last time. Um, just just one last time. I'm going to, I don't know how many times, you know, for me or for my friends or anyone around me. And there's always, with everything, you know, I can get that way with social media. I have to take a step back because I'm like, all right, I'm just going to check this one more time. And then I'm, I'm going to put my phone down. You know, it's, we've become so addicted to everything. And, you know, we do that with, with from relationships to anything to food to drinks to drugs and so to me it was it was just a song like you know just like one last time let me just have this one last time but knowing good and well that generally one last time does not mean one last time uh and and so you know this song was much more than just a you know a breakup song which is you know if you, if you kind of dig into it for sure yeah it's a great song um you know and you've I just love the way that you use your lyrics. Uh, there's an, um, another, uh, you mentioned, you know, you knew me uh, on a, a track called The Other Side or Other Side. Uh, you, you started off with a gorgeous line. Uh, you knew my skin before I had all these tattoos. You remember me on late nights strung out from pills and booze. Um, so you're kind of like reconnecting with people that kind of knew you then um and that have kind of been in your life uh to kind of see your growth and you've grown a lot uh in these past uh few years um you know uh we're always growing you know i think as humans we're always looking to 
to be better and to to grow. Um, talk to me about oh, this is a, another great story. You're playing a festival and there's you know your music basically uh, gets in the hands of you know your producer. Talk to me about how that whole chain of events happened. Yeah, so I knew that Jason Isbell um, and the 400 unit will be playing later that night. And so I had thought, you know, maybe in my head, I was like, maybe I'll get to see him. You know, I'm a big fan. And um, here I am playing my set and I finish up and this guy comes up to me and he's like, hey, you know, love your music. Uh, it, it was awesome. Do you have a record, you know, a demo, anything? And I was like, yeah, at the merch tent. You know, and I'm going on about my way thing, and it's just some random guy, you know. Mm -hmm. He was like, oh, okay. He was like, um, well, I'm, I'm working with Jason uh, Isbell. He was like, I think the guys would really like to hear this. And then, of course, I was like, oh, okay, well, you can, you can. <laughs> yeah, let me get you something. Let me get you something. And um, I didn't expect to hear anything. You know, stuff like that happens all the time. Somebody's like, hey, I want to pass your music off to such and such. And so... Literally, like two days later, I get a message, an email from Sadler Vaden, and he's like, "Hey, you know, love your music. You know, I'm looking to produce a record. Do you do you need a producer?" And uh, he's like, "Why don't we chat?" And so we hopped on a FaceTime call and uh, played some songs back and forth. And uh, he was like, "You know, when I get off tour and I come back to Nashville, like let's set up a writing session. Let's get together." And we did, and we just immediately clicked. Sadler's such a great guy. Um, and he, he's real rock and roll. You know, he didn't want to just put me in a box. Um, mm -hmm. he wants me to be, you know, who I want to be. And it, we really just hit things off from there. So it was super organic, like just happened in just like the, the coolest way. It wasn't, you know, me bothering him for months until he finally said yes. You know, it was just, it, it just happened. And now I talk to him every single day and, uh, and we have a really good record that we just put out together. It is really good. Um, it, you know, it's just every song is fantastic. The um, the lyrical content, the set, the production is great. Uh, it's getting lots of love from our programmers here at WYCE, um, and I think it really, you know, really captures your upbringing. You know, from Floyd, it it, it captures your um, honesty, um, you know, and I certainly am looking forward to what you do next, because I think that you're just continuing to, uh, to, you know, come into your own as a person, um, and as a performer, as a songwriter, um, it's a fantastic record. Um, congratulations. It really thank, is. Thank you. Um, uh, one thing I read is, you know, cause like you mentioned, you know, you hear from guys all the time, like, oh, you know, let, you know, I'll pass your music on or whatever. And it's like, you know, I'm sure you also get, oh, you could be the next this or you could be the next that or, you know, um, and the fact that you you remain true to yourself and are your authentic self uh, really shines on this record. You're not trying to be anyone. You are distinctly Morgan Wade. Yeah. 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 Well, the new album, Reckless, is out now. It is available in our WYCE Music Library. It's a fantastic listen. Morgan, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to meet with us today. Yeah, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Thank you.
skin back before I had all these tattoos You remember me on late nights strung out for pills and booze We've had some bad times, baby, but we had some good times, too You knew my skin back before I had all these tattoos And baby, 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 we ain't nothing but rolling stones Being a gypsy ain't so bad when you're with me Cause I never had to be alone You've seen the parts of me that the world says I should hide but even in the dark, you love my better heart And we'll make it to the other side These days when I look back, I just have to laugh Cause they all said that you and I would never last well, I made my sheer mistakes, but we left that in the past These days when I look back, I just have to laugh And baby, 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 we ain't nothing but rolling stones Being a gypsy ain't so bad when you're with me, cause I never had to be alone You see the part of me that the world says I should hide even in the dark, you love my better heart And we'll make it to the other side yeah, Even in the dark, you love my better heart And we'll make it to the other side And baby, baby, baby We ain't nothing but rolling stones being a gypsy ain't so bad when you're with me Cause I never had to be alone You've seen the parts of me that the world says I should hide But even in the dark you love my better heart And we'll make it to the other side Even in the dark you love my better heart And we'll make it to the other side